everyone. Your designers are here. I'm Anita from Cedar Hill Farmhouse. And I'm Yvonne at Stone Gable. And I'm Kelly from My Soulful Home. And we have tips and tricks and decorating advice for you today. So let's get started. Today we are going to be talking about our failures. So are y'all ready to talk about what you've done wrong? We are. Uh, I am. Okay, we'll admit it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why, but for some reason, this I just got so excited about this episode. Why am I so excited about talking about what I've done wrong? Because you want to hear the dark side history. of Yvonne and I. <laughs> 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 Y'all are funny. Uh, well, speaking of that, Yvonne, okay, mm. so I want to hear your deepest, darkest dec- decorating disaster. Ooh. Uh, <laughs> well, I'm trying to think which one of all the ones that I've done <laughs> you want to you you hear about today. We're going to try to keep it to about a half uh, hour, Yvonne. Okay. Okay. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, I'll tell you one um, that affected us for quite a while. Let's start with that one. I have a study, and I wanted to paint my study, and we have a back set of stairs here in Stone Gable. And so to pa- you just can't paint the study. You have to paint up the stairs in the little hallway upstairs going into our guest suite and so I was real this was about oh it's been over a decade um, really into like a very soft terracotta color and um, picked the color out it was a Martha Stewart color it was absolutely beautiful on the on the uh, chip and um, bought bought all of the paint and then came home and um, I said to Bobby you know hey Bobby I've got this brilliant idea it always starts with that and I said how about if you paint my study I'd really love that and dear sweet Bobby being who he is said oh okay I'll do that but he had to put up scaffolding because our ceilings were so high going from the first to the second floor so he was doing all that and I went away for the day and when I came home he surprised me and had painted my study up the stairs in the hallway that's so sweet. Yeah, that was that would never very to sweet me. of him. Yeah, the problem really. was, uh, it was like I was inside of a Pepto-Bismol bottle. Oh, it was, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it your stomach so, still hurts. Oh, it was so, like... Pink, and it just wasn't that gorgeous, soft terracotta color that I was thinking of. Oh no! And, and um, this was in my Tuscan face, and <laughs> and it was yes, just like had one too. so pink, and oh, <laughs> uh, that was a really tough one. And he was so proud that he did this. He did oh, this whole project poor Bobby. for me. On I so know. many levels. It's I, awful. I know there are so many levels. And you know, what do you say to someone who's worked so hard? And I didn't, I didn't want to let him know, but like when I started like crying buckets, <laughs> he, got, he got the idea that like, oh. uh-oh. These are so, not tears of joy. No, no. And you know, it's so funny because Bobby and I always seem to be connected to my biggest blunders. Like we're partners in crime. <laughs> oh. oh, how funny. Yeah. So that was so, mine. So now, okay, Yvonne, let's talk about, let's break it down. <laughs> what... Uh, what did you do to fix it? Well, he had taken the scaffolding down, and by then he didn't <laughs> want to spend you know a weekend repainting it. So, to be honest with you, I lived with it. Oh now, wow! Now it wasn't. Now it's in a very private part of our house. It has a. Um, 
you know it has a door that closes to the outside the outside world and to the rest of my house it's not like it was my living room so you, know, you sealed up the room <laughs> and cried your tears yes well. and saved your marriage yeah well you know what that was number one I was gonna save my marriage I tr- I spent way too long getting Bobby just how I want him to be I wasn't oh. gonna redo that <laughs> but no I actually had to live with it for about a year and a half, about 18 months. And oh, wow. um, that was okay. I mean, it was if it was my dining room, I probably would have done it myself. But, you know, I was so busy doing other things that that got, actually it got put on the back burner. And it's amazing how blunder, blunder blind you can be if you really need to. And so then about 18 months later, we repainted the entire thing. And I helped him and I didn't buy all the paint at one time. I bought paint chips. And then I'm very big into buying little pots of paint, like the Mm -hmm. little um, sample pot. As a result of this or all Oh, absolutely. Mm. This is the big, this is the big takeaway lesson. If, um, you know, it's like, do what I say, not what I do. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I have a great product that uh, everybody should have if they're going to be painting, either for testing colors, but particularly for (laughs) touch-up painting. Mm. It's called My Paint Saint. Oh, love it. And you can check it out at mypaintsaint.com. Yvonne and Anita have tried this product, too, and I think that they can vouch for it as well. It's it's an all-in-one touch-up painting solution, so the Mm -hmm. brush is melded into the cap, and it is sealed with an airtight... Uh, gasket Mm -hmm. so your paint doesn't oxidize you don't ever have to clean the brush and you don't have to keep all those nasty ultimately rusty paint cans around Mm -hmm. Um, and then when you go to pry them open the paint has probably changed color anyway so I use it for testing paint I use it for testing paint with clients Um, Mm -hmm. you pour it a little bit and then you can paint or and I have all my colors in my paint saints and mm-hmm. labeled and it has an area to label them and I just keep them on the shelf and so I touch up rather than trying to scrub off the marks the kids put on the the walls and the moldings I so just it's a, a brilliant there, product ladies. it's a brilliant product it. yep mm-hmm. I love it. yes I definitely use it as well so so what what uh, so your takeaway is what Yvonne for readers like how can they avoid this particular problem well th- this is sort of a no-brainer I wish I would have thought of this before we painted don't buy the paint all at one time the first from a paint chip you want to buy little pots of sample paint and I know that they have like the larger sheets that are colored the color of um, the paint but mm-hmm. I don't think that's as true I mm-hmm. paint them on I paint the, the samples on all my walls and look at it at different times of the day and also with a pencil mark what your color is so you oh, don't good, forget if you're good. using more than two or three so and do you put on several at a time or just one at a time mm-hmm. on the wall I put them in like stripes okay. going across like you know large like maybe six inch stripes going down the wall okay or across the wall excuse me and that gives me a, um, a good look at uh, the difference in the paint colors during the different times of day. Well, that I, I've got to tell you now. I'm not going to talk about my Pepto Bismol wall because you've <laughs> already done it. But I had the same thing happen, so oh, I'm just going to say that right here. Oh, uh, <laughs> what? So I don't know what it is about Pepto Bismol, but it seems to keep showing up. So Kelly, what was yours? Deepest, darkest. I mean, oh, you know, what was it? Well, it. It was just such a chore that, that I had created for myself. So mm-hmm. I, I had inherited this beautiful table, and 
and my style is to be a little bit rougher and kind of, it is very pristine and, and beautifully finished. So I would kind of wanted to rough it up a little. I didn't want matching chairs. So I had fallen in love with those uh, Tolex, T-O-L-I-X chairs. Those are the metal mm-hmm. bistro chairs. Um, are, are these the ones with the curved back and it's look, look they look very industrial? Yes, yes. they look very okay. industrial. They were... Okay first developed in 1934 which was actually the year my that house my prior home was built and they're metal and I and my girls were little at that point they always had stuff falling out of their mouths (laughs) so I thought this will be perfect not an upholstered chair (laughs) and you can get them without arms or with arms and and you know they were traditionally used in cafes and they could be left outside you know very uh, durable but so cool just you know and in the galvanized metal so they're on actually the, they're on trend right and yeah they come and, in different and colors I, too right they do come in different mm-hmm. colors but i wanted the galvanized ones and actually the fellow xavier pouchard who Ooh, developed or invented the tolex chair he really invented galvanizing so he found that if you dipped the sheet metal into zinc then you created this galvanized coating and it could stay oh. outside and all this stuff so anyway that's a little aside but anyway i am searching the internet and finding these chairs and different prices and and I needed eight so I order eight of these chairs and I just can't wait and this is just gonna this is just gonna make my dining Mm -hmm. room uh, Mm -hmm. exactly what I've always dreamed of it okay so they arrive in eight separate gigantic like almost refrigerator size boxes (laughs) yeah those are not I can see that that would not be a small box no not a small (laughs) box but ironically the problem was the chairs were too small for the table. No. I got so whipped up into the look that no. I just didn't measure. Oh. What do so you mean my by too auntie, small? What does that they mean They were too, small? too short. So the leg <gasps> the of seats? the chair. Yeah. So the chair, uh, you know, from the floor to the seat was too short. My table. Oh, honey, that's an easy fix. Just cut that table down. <laughs> but no, no, you couldn't. If, if I could show you the bottom of the table, it's got like these crossbars. I mean, it, oh, you just okay. can't. And it has these okay. bald feet and there's uh, okay. carving. You just couldn't. <laughs> so and, anyway, I got that table for my mother and there was no way I was cutting the legs off. Okay. So I get them out of the boxes and I'm so excited and all the packing's flying and I, and I slide them up. And, you know, I'm not a big person, but anyone would be too little. So I was sitting there and literally it was almost like my chin was touching the top of the table. I mean, I would have had to be princess in the pea. My girls would, I don't know what, they would have had to stand on the chairs. So, oh my goodness. So I, you know, the mistake was that Did I got you open so, all of them up? I opened every single oh, one I would of have them. totally oh done my that gosh. too. Yeah, every single so. one of them took them out, examined <laughs> them all, like what was going to be wrong with a metal chair, examined them all, did the inspection, had them all in the foyer, and I took all the other chairs out, ready to slide. And I'm as I'm sliding the first one towards them, I'm like, hmm. <laughs> you know, and they don't have a, a tall back either. So mm-hmm. they just looked ridiculous. Oh, no. Oh, I was so disappointed. So, you know. So what did you I do to fix got, it? Well. Did you keep them? No, there was. Where no. was I going to put eight of I them? I don't know. So I had to repack them all. Oh my oh goodness! No. Take them in three trips 
back to the post office, (laughs) eat the paying for the shipping, drag them into the post office. I mean, picture me like dragging them up the steps, you know, hoping someone would be coming out at the same time I was going in to bring the giant box, then sweating it out, run back to the car, get the other one. This sounds (laughs) as painful as Yvonne's. It was awful. But here, it would have been so easy had I just, you know, taken a breather, not got so, you know excited about the look and really measured because you know in my head of course I know an average dining room table is 30 inches off the ground an average chair height is 18 inches floor to uh, floor to seat you know those are numbers you know as a decorator Mm -hmm. you just know but my inherited table was taller almost 33 inches off the floor because it had little casters too Mm -hmm. and then the chairs that I ordered the original Tolex chair, uh, even though they were reproductions, were only 17.25. Now, you think that that's oh. not a big mm-hmm. difference, but it was yeah. over three inches. And mm-hmm. picture sitting three inches lower at your table. So oh, wow. I could have easily avoided it by just having my handy-dandy mm-hmm. measuring tape, which I almost go nowhere without. But I didn't bother to measure uh, oh, before ouch. I placed the order. Well, do you oh. both have measuring tapes in your purse? Of yes, course. absolutely. Of yep, absolutely. And I also know just offhand that offhand, excuse the pun, but ex- from my wrist to my point of my elbow is exactly 12 inches. <laughs> oh, now that's that's a woman who's ready to shop. <laughs> yeah. well, so I can just put that down and I'm like, okay. Do you know <laughs> that your foot size is from your el- from your wrist to your elbow? That's your foot size. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. So not oh, everybody's wow. are 12 inches, but you're you're lucky yours are. Well, then, uh, and I guess you'd have to take your shoe off, right? So. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> and then my my husband taught me this. Your um, index finger from your first joint to your second joint on most people's, that's about an inch long. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. oh okay. I thought it was the thumb. Okay, good. Okay, Bobby. Got it. And All he's right. a doctor, so <laughs> he yes. knows those he, important He know. redeemed himself um, on this broadcast. Oh, but, that's you know, right. You've got to measure something in a pinch, but the, but the real takeaway is what? Measure, right? Measure. Right. Take yeah. measurements. So mm-hmm. silly, Kelly. What were you thinking? So yeah. <laughs> but I wouldn't have you thought excited. to measure the I wouldn't have thought to measure the seat height. So that's yeah. that's 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 a good mm-hmm. point. Yeah. And so then I ended up getting using a couple of the chairs that I had, painting those and then getting Parsons for either end with you know, nice cushioning so th- so How everybody beautiful. was a little bit higher you know so, wait, so you did keep some of the chairs or you got rid no, of no 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 I sent them all back oh I sent you sent them all back. back okay but that's yeah. a good point maybe some cushions would have fixed it for you but they just don't take cushions you know no, that's just not a cushion doesn't. chair mm-hmm. oh okay. and you, there's no even okay. you know I just, no okay mm-hmm. no, no okay no. all right got it Mm. Well, if I, you know, like I said, I did have the Pepto-Bismol problem with the wall color, but I also had a situation back when I had lots of color. I did, uh, right when I started my blog, go very neutral, but I, there was a time before that I tried it to go neutral, but I wasn't ready for it. I thought, oh, I really should go with a neutral color, so I bought, I don't know how many yards of fabric, because I decided to slip cover my sofa. So I bought, I don't know, 20... 30. I have no idea how much yardage I bought. It was way more than I needed. I think the real problem too was it was a synthetic and I really don't like synthetic fabrics Mm -hmm. to work with. I really much prefer a natural fiber. So I was never going to like this fabric and I should have known I wasn't crazy about it when I bought it. And listen, that is 
the first thing I've got to tell people. If you don't feel, if you're not in love with something, don't buy it. Especially if it's something, especially like cut fabric that normally Mm -hmm. you cannot return. Oh, I have so much cut fabric. You know, I know. That's like the number one rule. If you don't love it, don't get it. I know. It seems so obvious, doesn't it? Well, Ugh. we do foolish things in, in the moment. <laughs> so not only was it a big expense of buying all the fabric, mm-hmm. then I started sewing it. Mm-hmm. And it, so it was then, now it's not only expense, it's my time that I've mm-hmm. invested. And you know how this goes. The more you, time you invest in it, the more money, the more you feel mm-hmm. like you cannot change your mind. Mm-hmm. So I'm halfway sewing this uh, slipcover and I realize it looks like crap. <laughs> I don't like it. I mean, really. <laughs> I mean, like I'm sewing and crying at the same time. Oh. <laughs> like, oh, it looks horrible. So finally, oh. I just had to really, you know, have my come to Jesus moment. Mm-hmm. And I just said, this is not fixable. I don't like the fabric. So if I don't like it half finished, I'm not going to like it when it's going to be completely finished. So mm-hmm. I bundled up the fabric I had not cut because I remembered that I think if you had so much yardage, if you had bought enough, they would let you return it, but there would be a restocking fee. And I just remember thinking, I want this stuff out of my house so mm-hmm. badly. So I took it up there and they actually took it back and I took a little hit, uh, but I was so happy, so happy. Yep. So yeah, and it wasn't going to get was any good. better. No, yeah. it wasn't. Yeah. Good it was job. <laughs> my so, sister, um, mm-hmm. s- excuse me, my sister slip covers. I mean, she slip covered mm-hmm. a sofa and she did a fabulous job. And she said, Yvonne, I could never do this for a living. I'd have to be a prostitute instead. <laughs> how much she hated doing these upholstering because it's so (laughs) that's really yeah okay because I mean that's how bad it was it was so time consuming to her that's hilarious and then that's gonna stick with me that's my takeaway okay but you're Um, a very good how bad is this I would prefer to be a prostitute than do this (laughs) but I kind of feel the same way about doing them for other people you know, I just kind of say, I love it sewing a little bit, but I don't love it that mm-hmm. much. Mm-hmm. Oh, I just, I mean, I, I am just in awe of anyone making a slip mm-hmm. cover. Like, I can do pillows, and I usually do a, um, you know, one of those envelope conclosures. Mm-hmm. But anyway, yeah. that's, sure. you know what I think about um, decorating mistakes is, yeah, sometimes you take the hit, uh, either it's it's usually some money involved mm-hmm. and it's most certainly time. some time uh, you know whether it's Bobby's or yours um, you know <laughs> scaffolding or fabric or repackaging giant boxes of chairs and sending them back you know everybody has something like that they that they've done and you know some most of the things are fixable one thing that I think is a decorating mistake that is more of a um, maybe a philosophy or maybe even a confidence thing. When mm-hmm. I first moved to California, I had a friend and, you know, we, we're still friendly, but I just don't see her as much. Our kids are not in the same school anymore. And she just had the coolest house. And it was, to my mind, like so fresh and so California. And it was real med- mid-century and lots of color and kind of really edgy art. And I was just like, oh my gosh, like she's just so cool and I am just not cool like I brought all my east coast stuff and I had floral painted furniture and I had some other you know overstuffed mm-hmm. things and I and I just 
started to think I should have some things like more more mid-century things more edgy things just because somebody else had it or because I moved somewhere or something Mm. and I so I tried and I bought some pieces they were not particularly expensive and I kept moving them around my house and trying to make them work and ultimately what I decided is I really liked to visit her house (laughs) and I appreciated her style but that was not Mm -hmm. me and I didn't need to be like that because of a time or a place or geography uh, that I needed to be true to myself so I think my overarching thought about avoiding decorating mistakes and and blunders is really try to be true to yourself and don't try to emulate someone else's style just because you think it's the the hot thing or because Mm -hmm. you should Um, use what you love and if you buy what you love um, and occasionally you're going to make a mistake you know the fabric's going to seem like a great bargain but it's not an all cotton fabric or the chairs are going to seem great but they're too short you're going to make those kinds of mistakes but if overall you try to be true to yourself and if you buy things you love you'll find a place for them Mm, it might not be the place you originally thought like Mm -hmm. I just bought two um, pieces and I thought I know exactly where they're going to go and I got them home and they just didn't work there but I loved them so much I just walked around the house with them and boom I found another place that is perfect and because I love them they work I think you're absolutely right Kelly and that's something that I'm really uh, trying to say a lot to clients is you really need really one of the most important steps is to know what your style is I think that probably is Mm -hmm. the essence of all the failures of not all of them but a lot of failures we make is not knowing Mm -hmm. what our style is because then we buy something and it doesn't because oh so and so had it in her house and it was so cute there but I mean if you know your style I think you're you're going to cut away about half the mistakes you would make otherwise Mm, I so agree with that and another thing that I think um, you can you can really learn from making these mistakes and I think so many people are so afraid there's like a fear that they're going to make a mistake yes. that they just don't go ahead and do something that to me is a tragedy yes. because you know life is messy we make mistakes in every mm-hmm. realm, of, realm of our life why would you not think you'd make them in decorating and you know you just try to fix them up I mean I have a, a post called um, your five five biggest decorating mistakes and how to fix them we'll put that in the show notes Mm -hmm. because it's more of a I sort of feel like today is like um a therapy group (laughs) we're all talking about it and going it's okay we all make Mm -hmm. mistakes but don't be afraid of making a mistake because if you if you're afraid of making a mistake you get stuck and I just, oh, you, I don't like to be stuck. Let's get unstuck and move forward. You make a mistake, you learn from it, you move on. You make the best out of it that you can. It happens well, to everyone. And I'm going to say, Yvonne, that I used to develop courses back in the corporate world way before blogging. And mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. we would include examples of what it looked like when you did these uh, calculations and statistical stuff correctly but it was just as important to include what it looked like when you did it wrong and we called them non examples I worked with an instructional designer she called them non examples but that is making mistakes I believe you learn more from mistakes that you make than when you don't make mistakes I agree with you absolutely so uh, that's one of our big takeaway tips then is just don't be afraid to make a Mm -hmm. mistake it happens most mistakes are totally fixable I think so too and there's so many things you know even like a a wrong purchase 
that you can't return a lot of times you can use it in another room sometimes we just have to bite the bullet and you know do what we did repaint or take the fabric back mm -hmm. and do the restocking charge or mm -hmm. you know what Kelly did was just eating that uh, shipping charge sometimes but a lot of times you can just use it somewhere else I mean has that happened to any of you mm -hmm. where you just move oh, something yeah. oh absolutely mm -hmm. <laughs> Like a chair or something doesn't work. I do it with rugs all the time. Um, I'm one of those people who love to, I get a little tired of rugs. I don't know why, but I'm always f switching them to different rooms and they, they look, oh, they're fresh and new because of that. But I've also um, gotten a, uh, a rug for the foyer that totally didn't work. It works perfectly in a guest bedroom. What about, um, uh, what about uh, professionals? I mean, is this something... Uh, what do you think? Do you think uh, readers feel like professionals don't make mistakes? Hmm. Oh, well, I, think I know from mistaken to they think do. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I know from experience they do make mistakes. Mm -hmm. And they, if a professional comes to your house and makes a mistake, it is their responsibility, hopefully, if, if they're credible, that they're going to fix it, as long as you didn't tell them the mistake <laughs> to make. Oh yes, exactly. If you didn't give them clear instructions on to make mm -hmm. that mistake, but you know, mm -hmm. if they if they didn't measure something correctly or that is not your problem, that's their problem. So, yes. and if you sometimes you sign a contract with somebody who comes in to do some professional decorating f for you, and you should make sure that mm -hmm. there's a clause in there that if something is not right, that you know it is their responsibility. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, I just there's a whole I think there's a whole mindset that you grow into after you've been decorating a while and you've made a lot of mistakes mm -hmm. and you've had some successes too that you just you just go with it you just go for it you know you plan it out well you um, read the fine lines you take your tape measure and measure everything um, there's just some different steps you have to go through when you do a project as a matter of fact that's on my blog today and um, once you have those covered, that gives you a lot of confidence to go ahead. Mm -hmm. And if you make a mistake, well, you know, it's just how it is. Usually you can fix it. I don't cry anymore over a wrong paint color. Oh, there you go. <laughs> well, and when I worked, I've had, you know, a lot of magazine shoots at my house. And there, there's always mm -hmm. a stylist there. And I remember one particular stylist. And I mean, this stylist was an incredible professional. She had such so many times she's had her work on covers so she's had quite a few covers and I'm going to tell you she came in and would style a particular area that they were getting ready to shoot and then she would change it and change it and change it she would change it maybe 10 times before they actually shot it and that was a real learning experience for me to see that she was not afraid to change 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 until she mm -hmm. felt like she got it right Anita, that is such a good point. I call that playing. Mm -hmm. You've got to play around with things. You add things, edit things, stand back, look at it from a different angle, um, rework it, add something new mm -hmm. until it feels good to you. And then you may come back later and go, okay, this sort of doesn't look right and you'll change something else. Wonderful, wonderful mm -hmm. point. Most people don't get it right on the first try. Kelly? And if any of you have um, decorating mistakes or blunders that you want to share with us, either for a laugh or because you're in the midst of it, um, check out the show notes, which will be at our website, decoratingtipsandtricks.com. And there's a phone number there, and you can call in and leave us a message. And maybe we'll use your mistake or blunder or question on an upcoming episode. Yes, thanks, Kelly. And I also want to mention one other thing. And this was something I learned from working with this instructional designer. And that is that you can learn almost anything 
by yourself without going to a, an mm -hmm. official class if you can just know two things. You need to know first when you've messed up whenever you're doing whatever. So you need to know when you've done it wrong and then you need to know how to fix it. If you can have those two pieces mm -hmm. of information, you can teach yourself just about anything. That's well, a that's one, an awesome takeaway from today's talk. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And do you, uh, Kelly, did you have a takeaway you want to share? Well, mine is very mm -hmm. simple. Take measurements. <laughs> Put that tape measure in your pocket. Or become very friendly with your postman and make sure he'll take your boxes. Mm -hmm. with. Mm -hmm. But definitely take measurements. Even if you think you know all the general measurements, measure the particular mm -hmm. item. Excellent. Mm -hmm. Excellent advice. How about you, Yvonne? What's your takeaway? I do. I have one, and it's have a plan. Mm -hmm. uh, I love the saying, if you fail to plan, you plan to fail. And that's very true. Well, so plan it out. Uh, go through some steps. Take your measurements, like you know Kelly said. Um, uh, know what you're buying. Know the return policy uh, or a project that you're doing. Know how it works before you start. Just don't get in there and just start it. Take a little time in planning. It makes a big difference. Oh, so thanks so much for joining us, everyone. And remember, we're here to inspire you to create a beautiful home. Hey there, if you're loving our podcast like we're loving our podcast, we would love you to rate and review us. Head to iTunes to do that. It's easy and it would mean so much to us. And if you do rate and review us, we're going to enter you to win a fantastic giveaway. The details for the giveaway are in the show notes for this episode. And you can find the show notes at decoratingtipsandtricks.com.